Welcome to another episode of Becoming Unfuckwithable with your host, Mindy Harley. Warning, listening to this podcast might cause you to shatter your limited beliefs, recognize your potential and motivate you to be the best you can be. Other side effects may include, but not limited, to grabbing life by the balls, taking no crap from anyone, becoming an unstoppable force at various aha moments to get you thinking outside the box. Welcome to another episode of Becoming Unfuckwithable. And today I'm so excited to have on the show with me none other than Dexter the Blade Jackson, Mr. Olympia 08, and nine-time Arnold Classic champion. This guy, at age 48, is showing no signs of slowing down, and he's coming for the 2017 Mr. Olympia title. So, without further ado, we're going to talk now with Mr. Jackson. Today I've got with me... Dexter, the Blade Jackson, he is nine-time Arnold Classic champ and Mr. Olympia 08. This man doesn't quit. And if you don't know who he is, you've got your head in the sand and it's about time you learn about this legend. Now, Dexter, thank you for coming on today. Really appreciate you taking the time. Um, You know, you are no stranger to the industry, everyone within the fitness industry knows you, but for those that don't, you are an ICV professional and you've got the most bodybuilding titles, more than Arnold, yeah. more than anybody else. You're untouchable. <laughs> you are untouchable. And you know what? You, you've been in the game for so long and, you know, sometimes we all have setbacks, you know, on the climb to the mountain, you know, you've gotten to the top of your game. Um, but you know what? Those setbacks can also allow for bigger comebacks, you know, and I'm sure along the way you might have had a couple. And, right. you know, how did how did you handle it mentally? You know, that mental fortitude, that tenacity, you know, and looking back, you know, connecting the dots now, you know, after you passed it, how did how do you feel it made you stronger from that? Well, it, um I remember 2010 was the year that um, I noticed my physique going, to, you know, going to the worst. Me and my yeah. girlfriend, you know, I had just lost to um, a couple guys that um, I had no business losing to. I said, once that happens, it's time for me to retire. So yeah. I seriously was sitting there contemplating on retiring because. The trainer at the time, Joe McNeil, had no idea what was going on with my body, why my glutes wasn't, you know, the normal crisp state. Yeah. So, you know, if my glutes were in shape, you know, when in shape. So, I mean, I'm, that's what I'm known for. I'm never yeah. going to be the Dexter of the old if they're not in shape. So we really were contemplating on retiring. And um, until George Farah, I ran into George a couple of days later. And he was like, um, you should let me give you a try. <laughs> <laughs> and, and George, uh, I mean, I always thought of, thought of George as um, a play-play trainer. I didn't think he knew anything because I had the best friend <laughs> game, Joe McNeil, at the time. Yeah. You know, and then there was Chad Nichols around. And then you had, you know, George, you had Honey. Those two guys were nothing back then. And um, I said, you know what, what the hell? Let's try something different. Yeah. So I completely revamped my whole 
um, uh, whatever it was that, that I was doing, whether it's the gym and George. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. George for nutrition wise, and Jim, I switched, dropped everything in Florida, came out here to LA, started training with Charles Glass, and we totally changed my whole training around. So we went from you know lifting heavy, heavy weight compound movements to machine work. So I was kind of like, uh, what are we doing here? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I always thought, you know, you know, lifting, you know, bench pressing and all that stuff was where it was at. But lo and behold, um, I started working with Charles, and we were strictly machine work. And I've been doing machine work ever since. No heavy stuff, you know. I mean, it's heavy machine work, yes, but not heavy bench pressing and heavy squats, frequent yeah. squats, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? The deadlift. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we do stuff that. You know, that's going to take pressure off the back, take pressure off the joints. Still doing heavy, but a lot of people think just because you're doing machines, you're not going to grow. That's absolutely false because I'm bigger than I've ever been in my life right now, 265. You know what I'm saying? At 47 years old, off machine work. Yeah. So do not, you know, do not ever think you can't get any bigger just by doing machine work. And um, so that changed my whole workout regimen changed and also my nutrition side changed okay and I went to doing stuff that I never did when I started with uh, George you know off season to me was off season yeah Cake, ice cream everything you know <laughs> you know what I'm saying because yep. my, metabolism, my metabolism at the time or always you know I can get away with eating a lot of junk and still stay lean yeah but getting back to the diet and stuff with George, I remember him sending me the first day, and I looked at my girlfriend and was like, is this guy crazy? Did he actually think I'm going to eat all this food? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so much damn food. I mean, two cups of rice every meal, seven meals a day. That's a yeah. lot of fucking food. And then, so that's a lot of carbs, man, a lot of food. And um, I remember it took me three months to even start being able to handle that amount of food. You know, you got to train the body to be able to eat like that. So I started off and I, I put two, you know, two cups of rice on the on the plate, but that doesn't mean I'm eating it all. You know, I probably ate like a half, you know, a cup each, <laughs> each meal. <And> then eventually <laughs> I worked my way up to a cup and a half. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then I, I eventually now I can eat two cups of rice each meal now. But it takes yeah. for me to train my body to be able to do that. And the reason why that worked for me and my body being that I'm older you know what I'm saying? Because I was used to eating and drinking a lot of shakes. So I have two, three shakes per day and eat three meals a day. Yeah, it's different when you got to choke down that solid food. Right. Now things change around. I eat clean yeah. off the food. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. how I'm able to still look young. My body still looks fresh because I'm getting in some good, clean food on all season and I'm putting on you know, good, clean muscle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when I was young, I could get away with doing all the other stuff, eating four shakes a day, drinking, eating two meals. That was no problem because my body was, you know, my genetics was crazy. It still is, but I'm older now. I'm smarter now, and this is how I'm still able to look the way that I look at my age. Yeah. Well, and if anyone doesn't know how you look, 
Just Google the man. <laughs> you do not look your age. And, in fact, you're beating the, the young bucks left and right and center all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's working for you, right. definitely. And, I mean, I just saw you doing your whole posing routine here at the uh, Omaha Pro and couldn't tell whether you're 30, 35, 40, well, or 47. Well, my, well, my face, you can tell it's 47, but my body is <laughs> <laughs> oh, you still got a baby face. <laughs> That's what I always say. My, you know, 47 in the face, but 25 my body is 25 years old. Well, well, you're definitely like I said. Um, you know, it's you. I mean, you could just you could just tell on stage, right? So it's yeah, working right. for you. It's definitely working for you. And yeah. you know, the other the other area that you're dominating on, not just on the stage, you dominate on social media. You know, and yeah. you're you're amazing at keeping it real, interacting with your fans. And I would know this because I actually reached out to you years ago. I was mm-hmm. entered in a magazine cover contest for this magazine, Status Fitness. And I was like, shit, for whatever reason, I had you on my Facebook. I'm like, I'm going to message Dexter, see if, he's gonna, if he'll vote for me. Messaged you, you replied. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'll vote for you. Sure enough, you vote for me, and I knew because you had to like the picture to vote, and there it uh, was, you know. And I, you know that, uh, that kind of stuff stuck with that kind of stuff stuck with me, you know. And and I know that kind of like you're humble and you you treat you know all your fans with respect. And I think so. How do you feel social media has shaped the bodybuilding industry from the days you know when we could only keep up with who's who, you know, reading well, the magazines? Well, you know what, I think it, it's helped it and it's hurt it. Both. It's done both to the sport. And let me explain why. It helped big time. It helped me because it helped me come out of the shell that I was in. I was always known to be best as an asshole because, you know, you know, because I keep to myself and I never let people in my life. You know what I'm saying? You never hard huh. to see me interviews. I was always quiet. And I yeah. never to get on the camera and show this side of me that you see on social media now. No one never saw that. Snapchat, my kids always, Dad, you need to snap, you need to snap. I'm like, that's, that's kids, I ain't doing that. <laughs> so I started You're on Snapchat all the time. <laughs> yeah, I started a couple, snapping a couple of times and started getting all this feedback from the fans. I'm like, hey, this is kind of nice. I like this. So Snapchat is actually what brought this out of me. This is me around my friends. This is how I've always been, but this is a side of me that you guys never saw when you was calling me names, thought that I was a, you know, I was an asshole, but really I wasn't. Yeah. I was just to myself. Yeah. So it's helped me that way a lot. Okay? Yeah. And it's helped a lot of people who got a lot of followers. It's helped them as well get a career off of doing that because I got friends that got YouTube video, you know, YouTube channel, and they put out YouTube video. That's what they do for a living. It makes four five thousand dollars a year just by YouTube videos. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I'm who, like, who would have thought? Yeah, and and you know, so I'm like in the perfect position to be a little bit of both. I can be a YouTube star or a social media star as long as being the star that I am from the magazine and from the sport. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, 
now the, the downfall to that is um to you know being social media is one you get a lot of social media stars out there who disrespect what we do you know what yeah. i'm saying you yeah know, hear that. so um i think bradley martin came out one time and said something about um you know if you're selling pictures to your fans that's you know that's just wrong you know, I don't sell any pictures to my fans. Well, first of all, you ain't won nothing. You ain't got fans. You got followers because what'd you win? <laughs> <laughs> We're champions. They, they want to buy our shit. They don't want to buy you. Ain't won nothing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I mean, everywhere I go, Dex, you got any pictures for sale? This, my fans want to buy those. That's my fans. Yeah. You got followers. I got fans. There's a difference. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, when you put it that way, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right, and I mean, that's, that's a big difference. I got fans, you got followers. Followers is a trick or down effect. Somebody see this, somebody see this. You see a girl with her ass showing, don't even know it, but I'm gonna follow because I want to see her ass every day. That's different. Yeah. Then you got fans <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna cry, that's gonna cry, and that's gonna fly a million miles away just to come see you and shake your hand and tell you thank you, sir, for inspiring me. You see what I'm saying? That's yep. why I continue to do what I'm doing at my age. You know what I'm saying? Because my fans, I love my fans so much. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. So that part, and also, um, it's social media has hurt the magazine industry. You know, it's hurt a lot of uh, you know top guys in bodybuilding from making money. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying? because we used to have magazine deals. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We don't have yeah. that anymore because you get a lot of social media guys and a lot of men's physique guys that come around. And they they shoot for the magazines for free when you should yeah. be on contract. You know what I'm saying? What they should do is say, like, look, if y'all not gonna give me a contract, then I'm not gonna shoot with you. But they just happy just to see their face in the magazine. They don't they don't care. They do it for free. Yeah. See, they can't yeah. shoot us for free no more because we used to get paid, and you got to pay me to shoot. <laughs> yeah, it's they, the other way around now. It's the other way around now. You want me? You got to pay me. Mm-hmm. Because I already got a name. I'm already famous from New York magazines, and I'm already famous from winning shows and, and making a name for myself. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, you know, so it has had its ups and downs, had its good and its bad. But you know, for the ones that's working for everybody, I, you know, I respect everybody. You know, but yeah. don't go tell people, you know, not to do this, not to because because guess what? When you said when you said that you you shouldn't be selling pictures, the first thing you do. Is when you when a fan walk up to you, sell pictures. You throw a picture in his face to buy it. You know that that's not the case at all. So so the first thing you're doing is you dissing Arnold, you dissing Lee Haney, you dissing Ronnie Cope, you dissing all the grits in the sport because they all do it. They all yeah. did. You know what I'm saying? That's how we make a living. Yeah. You know. You know, and what's what's the difference between a, a photo and you know selling a T-shirt or monetizing your Instagram a different way? Right. You know now. The, the photos are sitting on the table, right? Yep. Along with my other merchandise. You can always bring a picture off the internet and let me sign it, or you can come take a picture with me. I'm not, you don't have to buy my photos, but they're there if you want to. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So he got shit twisted by even saying that because we're not throwing it to you say you got to buy this in order to take a picture. You're welcome to come take a picture with me anytime. You're welcome to come, you know, sit here and talk to me. You don't have to buy it, but most of the time, my fans want to buy it anyway because they want to support me. Yeah. Well, yeah, why not? That's the difference between the two. Yeah. No, I completely understand that. 
Absolutely. No. And yeah, <laughs> social media, man, it's just one big. Oh, yeah, it's one big. You know, people use it for business and you're making money off of it. You know, shouts out, congratulations to you. But yeah. You got most of this, I mean, most, most of it is just for you to get on there trying to hook up and, 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 and you got girls being, guys being slutty and it's just, you know, if it's for business, hey, mine is strictly for business. You don't see yeah. me putting my girlfriend on there, my bitch throwing all my business out there. My shit is strictly business. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. Yep. That, you know, that's how I see things. Yeah. And I mean, you you know, and you're using you're using your social media the you know the perfect example of how using your social media properly like that as you know a vehicle to connect with your fans and right. provide as a platform like that you know and it's yeah it's it's an integral part of your business and you're using it the you know in the perfect example of how social media should be done. That's so, right. You know. But it's like you kind of took a social media marketing course or something there. <laughs> oh, you just learn. You just, you know, you just learn and, and get the fans what they want. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I see people got two, three hundred thousand, I mean, two, three million followers, five million followers. Guess what? They stand at home with their moms. Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you got three million followers. I mean, you should, I mean, like Michelle Lewin. That's my girl. Michelle is a perfect example of using her social media as a platform to make a career out of it. Yeah. For example, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, so, if you, I mean, if you get in the game and want to use social media and get a high following, make sure, make, you know, make sure you use it to, you know, as a platform to, to earn a living out of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you didn't, I mean, as, as you know, you've got like over 600,000 followers now on Instagram. You know, and, and you didn't, that's like, I mean, and, you know, Instagram wasn't even out when you first started getting into right. bodybuilding and you didn't even start out to, to do bodybuilding to become world famous. And, you know, and we, we do know there's a lot of people out there who dream of competing with big hopes of becoming an IFBB pro. You know, right. what, ad, what advice would you give to someone hoping to take a serious shot at having even just a small taste of the success you've had? Um, first of all, you know, I, I mean, I've always been the one to say, you know, I don't know about your beliefs, but whatever you believe in, make sure you, you know, truly believe in that. But I've always kept God first. That's, that's always been my, yeah. my, my, you know, my whole life. But, you know, outside of that, you know, just you have to be true to yourself. I mean, so if, this one, if you want to be a professional bodybuilder, First of all, you gotta have a genetics. If you don't have a genetics, don't even waste your time. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have a lot of people coming around, you're like, dang, man, you look amazing. That right there should tell you right there, you, you got a shot at something. You know, if you're in the gym and you're all sad and stuff, you're not gonna get those type comments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just keeping it real. You yeah. Know? So you know, and then you know, um, read the magazine, start learning yourself, learning your body. Um, you know, and and like I said, be true to yourself. If you got the genetics and you think you can do it, get with somebody, get with a trainer, let them take a look at you, let them tell you what they think. They can tell you you got to, I mean, some a real trainer going to know what he's looking at. Yeah. 
I had people way back in the day tell me I'm going to be a star, and I would be like, yeah, you're crazy. I would never <laughs> be like Ron Ray or Flex Ruler. Impossible. You know, so nine times out of ten, somebody who knows the sport, when they tell you that, you it's, it's, you pretty much, it, you know, you pretty much got the genetics to be able to do it. But you have to have um, discipline. You know, you got to put in work because it's not going to happen overnight. It took yeah. me eight to the turn pro. You know what I'm saying? So and it wasn't either path for me to turn pro. Um, so, you know, those are the first things you're going to have to, you know, um, realize is you you got to you got to have the genetics first of all. Okay? Yeah. Then comes all work in the gym. Then comes the dedication, eat, sleeping, and training, all of that stuff. And um, if you got all of those, then go for it. You know what I'm saying? But if you if you feel that you don't have it or, or somebody like a professional bodybuilder or something who knows, tells you you don't have it, then most likely you don't have it. I'm not saying that you can't develop it. Um, there's very few that have been able to do that with bad genetics. So I'm not saying this, you can't do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it, it'll probably take you a lot longer than it would from a person who has great genetics, and, you know, to turn pro than you would. Yeah. Whatever you got to work, you're going to have to put in, you know, 10 times more of that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it might be a tough pill to swallow for some people, but, I mean, that's, that is the reality. That's, that's the reality, you know? I mean, everybody, this is not cut off for everybody. Yeah. Um, I like to say that God made this, you know, sport not, you know, um, how do I say this? Um, I'm a, for, for an example, you know, me in this sport because I'm doing things that no one has ever done. Trust me, I praise them every day. You know, I'm, not just, <laughs> no, I'm not a big hitter. I'm not, yeah. I'm, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not cocky. You know, no. None of that stuff because just, just the way he gave it to me, it, it can be taken back from me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm very humble. Anybody can approach me. And um, I'd like to think that this sport was freaking made for me because, like I said, I've been doing it 28 years, never had an injury. And I'm 47 years old, and I'm getting better and about to win the Olympia this year. And that just that just doesn't happen. And, and a lot of people say, well, Dexter, you're 47. That, that's not even old. No, it's, it's not really old at all. Yeah. But tell me a 47-year-old in any sport, that's right number two in the world and what he does. Very true. As a professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he might have masters of um, golf. No, no, we're talking about he needs to be ranked top two in the world with the young guys, too. Like the <laughs> and all these guys. That's, that's, you see what I'm saying, Mindy? Yep. So you show me a, a guy that's ranked number two in the world and what he does. And then, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't find that. So I'm very blessed. I count my blessings every day from what's going on with me. I I can't even call it. I'm just riding this. I'm just riding this thing, man, to the end. I'm just. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a it's been a hell of a ride. I mean, you can't, you know, not knock it at all. I mean, for anyone to have had you know the success and the run at everything you've had thus far, and you were on the very cusp of winning the Olympia. I mean, it's. 
it's it's freaking crazy. It is crazy, yeah. but it's it's amazing. And yeah, it, it you have no choice but to be thankful and grateful every day because of that. Because you go like shit. I haven't had an injury for seven. You know, yeah. I, I'm beating the you know people kids that are half my age at this. Yeah. Stepping on the I stage. Have, I have no loose head nowhere. You know. <laughs> um, yep. I've won. I've won twenty eight pro shows. More than anybody, I've competed in. I've competed in eighty, eighty pro shows. Eighty, eighty pro shows, and I've placed in the top five, seventy-five of those shows. Jeez, <laughs> I wasn't aware of that number. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Holy man! Yeah, eighty shows, man. Shit. <laughs> 18 Olympias. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, what do you, what do you, did your, a uh, little bit off the, off the track here, what did, how did you, how do your kids, do they, did they attend any events? What did they, what did they think when, uh, they, they come every year. Yeah, that's awesome. When they first went, they've been coming ever since. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, all it took is for them to come one time. And how old were they for their, their first time? Um, they were old. They didn't come see me, Dexter, and they didn't come see me. Probably till, Dexter didn't see me until maybe four or five years ago, maybe four years ago. Oh, really? Maybe. I mean, they've seen me guest pose. Yeah. You know, I've had my guest, you know, my Dexter Jackson Classic amateur show back home. They've seen me get, but they've never actually seen me compete against the other stars that they see in the magazines. Yeah, yeah. Four years ago. Oh, shit. Yeah, so my parents... And my parents, they all come every year. They love Vegas. My dad likes like to go down and gamble. My mom is asleep. He'd get up and sneak out of there and go gamble. <laughs> <laughs> so we made that like a, a whole family. And those rooms are airtight. He can get out there and she's going to keep sleeping. Because... <laughs> yeah, so we made that like a whole family affair. Olympia time, you know, we spent a few days out there with my whole family, all my sisters and brothers, everybody come out there. Um... Yeah, and Maya, she's been coming. She just graduated actually from the Air Force Academy last yes. week, uh, a couple weeks ago. Saw mm-hmm. that. Congratulations. You must yeah, be proud. Daughter, she's doing a wonderful man. And my other daughter, Celine, she just graduated from high school. Just got a scholarship to play soccer in college. Oh. So, and, and Dexter, he he graduated oh. a few years ago, and he plays arena football, pro pro arena football. So, oh, there yeah. we go. Proud Papa all around. that's awesome you know and you you obviously must be you know i mean they must look up to you so much you know and i mean you you know guided them throughout their life but who's been one of your biggest mentors in life you know either through bodybuilding or just in your life or in for business who's been who's been the guy that you've or woman that you've you know look up looked up to uh, well, I probably have to say my dad. You know, my yeah. dad was a hard worker, and it's it's and it rubbed off on on me for sure. Now, uh, you know, um, you know, of course, everybody else in the family they do their thing, but I took it the farthest. So I'm, I I would say he rubbed off on me so much till more than anybody else in the family, I guess, because I rubbed <laughs> up. To what he was, what he did, you know, he yeah. he worked, he worked 
you know, 15 hours a day. Yeah. For us, you know, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's four, four, four guys and two girls. And he, he worked his ass off for us. So, you know, and plus he turned around and he coached us. Everybody that played sports, he coached them. Oh, that's wow. Very, that's very hard for, for to do. So he was a softball coach. He was a baseball coach. He was a football coach. He did it all, you know. So, um, yeah, my dad, I would have to say my dad is, is who I looked up to the most coming, you know, as I was growing up. And yeah. this is, I got this drive to be able to continue doing what I'm doing, you know, because of, you know, him and, you know, and my genetics for my, my folks. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, I mean, with our parents and stuff, you know, we always, you look at all the stuff that they've done, you know, for us and everything and all the times that they could have quit or, you know, they, you know, they kept going and, you know, to provide and put a roof over the head and everything. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a driving force and, and everything. And obviously it's been a huge driving force in your life because look at you go, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so the, the big, the big question, you know, what, what is your, why? Why do you why do you do what what you do? What's the what's the bigger picture why of everything? I, why do I do what I do? Well, first you know, of what, all, what, I, yeah, I love what I do. Okay, that's that's the one thing. Well, people say, well, you you won everything. You, I mean, you you won more shows than anybody. You competed in every show. You won every show down there. Why are you still compete? Well, first of all, let's see. I'm only 47. If I were to retire, I can look at Gail's family, look at my family, both my parents and her parents retired early. And guess what? They're back working again. Mm. Doing something, you know, something light. You know, my guard, yeah. my security guard, but he, he's still back working again because he's bored. Yeah. So the same thing gonna happen to me. If I were if I retired now, right now, <laughs> guess what? I'm gonna be doing something again because I'm gonna be bored. So yeah. why not continue since I love the sport, why not continue doing what I'm doing when I'm still top in the world? Hell yeah. And I tell people all the time, I say, Well, you know what? I love what I do. I go to the gym, I work out an hour and a half a day, and the rest is my time. It's I'm free. So I'm actually working an hour and a half a day, basically. So I said, well, you can find me a nine-to-five job that will only let me work an hour and a half a day. I quit what I'm doing to go work for them. But you got to pay me the money that I make, too. Yeah. <laughs> right, Mindy? Yep. I want a half a day now. And the rest, I'm sitting here chilling in on the couch and riding around in my cars a day, every day. <laughs> Good luck finding something else to replace that. Right? Yup. So. Enough said. (laughs) Well, when I put it that way, they're like, well, since you put it that way. Like, I'm going to, I'd keep, I'd uh, I'd keep competing that, you know, till then too. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that's completely true you know and yeah for an hour and a half a day work out and the rest of the day is yours 
Yeah. Getting paid, got the freedom. Good luck only, finding that the anywhere only else. Thing, only, thing, the only thing that I can't wait to retire so I don't have to do and that's eat so much damn food. I, 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 that is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish I could eat. You know, you don't want to eat. You think you, you think, you think you want to eat like I do. Once you start eating, and I put six meals in front of your ass every day, you're going to be like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Six meals and two cups of rice? Exactly. It's impossible, you know, for, I mean, I'm just waiting to retire so I can have two meals a day. <laughs> one meal. And like, someone give me a shake. And it's so different, Mindy. It's so different from everybody else because usually when people say you're dieting, you're eating you know, bird food. Yeah. I'm dieting. I eat six times a day. It's a totally opposite for me. <laughs> you know yeah. I got to eat a lot. If I miss one minute, I'm going to lose five pounds. I know. I, got- I remember you saying that in one of your Snapchats, especially when you travel. Yeah, that's how bad it is, man. I, you know, I love my, my genetics and my metabolism, but boy, I hate, I hate have to eat so much to keep, you know, to, to keep this physique though. Yeah. It's a full-time job in itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well you know what I uh, I put the I put the questions out here and uh, I've got a couple from the fans so okay. uh, well we'll shoot you one here and uh, we'll see which one you you want to you want to answer here I'll just uh, shoot them off to you and if you if you like how one's sounding you just go ahead and answer it right away so if Dexter had one piece of advice to give about stage prepping, male or female, what would it be? Female when, for sure. Female for sure? Yeah. You want you want to answer that one? We'll make it. Yeah. All oh, right, let's ahead. do it. Let me ask a question. Okay, okay. When was his first encounter with a gym and how did he get into it? What's his favorite gym to visit out of everywhere he has gone? <laughs> how did he manage to find the fountain of youth? what does his ab training consist of if any and how did he get his nickname the blade who gave it to him and if he had to give himself one what would it be so how many things do you want me to answer oh just answer one okay well there's a couple of them I like let's let's do one let's do the, the gym one okay the favorite gym okay and the training the training, the training one with the girl, the guy. Okay. I think it was one more. What else did you say? Um, there was uh, your first encounter with the gym and how did you get into it? And there's what does his ab training consist of, if any? No. And how did he get his nickname, The Blade, and who gave it to you? Okay, so we can tag it over to you. All right, All right so... He asked, he asked um, who would I rather train, a female or a male? Definitely female. I actually used to have one of the top teams in America in the NPC. That's called Team Black. Um, so if you guys ever get a chance to go on social media, on um, Instagram, go to Team Blade. I no longer coach the team because I just got so much going on right now. Um, me trying to build my brand and all that stuff, I don't have time for that anymore. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm 
I got a couple girls that are still Team Blade, that's been on Team Blade forever, that I still train, but I don't accept any more clients. Okay, so oh, once, okay. Once, once these girls leave, Team Blade is gone. So you can oh, actually shit. play on Instagram and see all the beautiful girls that I had on my team. A lot of stars that you follow that's got made the followers used to be Team Blade. Yeah. Okay. You're no, I've definitely seen them and checked them out. Michelle, was it Michelle? Michelle, Sylvia. She's Sylvia, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Yarishna, I trained her. She used to be Team Blade. Um, um, Mako Fit, she used to be Team Blade. Um, so many, so many. So if you guys get a chance, go on there, check it out. You'll see exactly what I mean. And the reason why I train girls is because I got a better eye for girls. But guys, I mean, when I see guys backstage, he can look horrible, and he look awesome to me. So <laughs> I can <laughs> judge men. Women, I can judge. I got an eye for women. That's why I tra- I'm better with training women than I am with men. Ah, there oh, we my. go. Yeah. There you have it. And um, the second question was? Was? Um, my favorite gym. Gym to visit out of everywhere you've gone. Come on, go with Gym Venice, baby. There's no, that's that's, that's the, the most famous gym in the world. The Mecca. The Mecca. You know, you have, you have, you have foreigners coming, doing field trips to that gym. That's the same to that gym. Come on, Jim, do that. <laughs> yep. You know, the energy there is amazing, too. I've trained there, and it's just, you can't help but just freaking be inspired to put your head down and do work. Exactly. You've been there, man. You know what it's like. That's why I'm oh, out yeah. here. If, if, if I didn't, look, I moved out here. Not moved out here, but I got a place out here. I live in Florida, but I got a apartment that I have six years. I come here when I get rid of the competition, stay here, and strictly go to that gym to train. You know what I'm saying? Because when I'm back yeah. home, I'm like, it's dead. I'm going to feel like doing nothing when I train in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> but the atmosphere in this gym is yeah. amazing. Now, there's a couple of other gyms that I love, too. You know, I like to go to the West, the um, East Coast Mecca, which is um, Bev's Gym, Powerhouse yeah. Gym in New York. Um, you know, but and they also have Oxygen Gym out there in Kuwait. I mean, you talk about you talk about a gym. You I've seen, seen photos. <laughs> you haven't seen a gym until you walked up in this gym, man. Yeah. I mean, this gym was forty million U.S. dollars to build a gym. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I mean, it's five floors, four or five floors, elevators in there, and I'm telling you, when you step out of each floor, one floor is going to be all leg equipment, all leg equipment. You know. Amazing. All leg equipment. I'm talking about huge rooms now. You might have 10 different leg presses, 10 different, I mean, different. You're like, what, how the hell do you work this? <laughs> I would love to train over there. Yeah. Oh, man. But um, when it comes to atmosphere and prestige, nothing touch yeah. gold. You know, that's where Arnold, Arnold still trains there. Everybody come to town, there's somebody, they go to Gold Venice. Yeah. They sure do. Yeah. No, I'm I'm itching and to get back there again. The third question was Uh, which one did we decide on here? The was it the nickname or the ab training? I got the nickname the blade from Ed and Betty Pariso. Ah. Basically Ed Pariso. 
he the one puts on all the Europas now. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I got it from. Oh, shit. There you have it. And if you had to give yourself a name, what would it be? Hey, I like the blade, man. That's, you, li- I, you like it? Yeah. I mean, that's what I've been known for. Yeah. It's perfect for me. The blade always sliced, you know, always in, in shape and always cut and ready to slice up the competition, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Sure is. Cut. Yeah. Physique's cut. Ready to cut up the competition. <laughs> cut you so bad, you're going to regret that I cut you so bad. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, those are the... uh those are the fan questions here, so I'm going to make sure that they, they get hear that and that their questions were answered. But you know what? I know uh, I know your time is limited, so yep. I just want to thank you so much for doing this interview. It's been an honor and a pleasure to speak with you, and I know that uh, Olympia title is going to be yours. I really appreciate it. And there you have it, friends. I hope that no matter what age you are and you're listening to this, that it's hit home for you that you can still keep going after your goals and your dreams, still keep pushing forward no matter what they say. Success has no expiration date. And no matter how many friends, fans, followers you have, always stay grateful for the path that you're on and always stay humble with your feet planted firmly on the ground. This man has got more titles than anyone else in his profession, and he still continues to be the most humble athlete in the sport. So thank you for tuning in, and if you've enjoyed this, please give it a follow. Tweet us with hashtag BeUnfuckWithable and let us know what you thought. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Becoming Unfuckwithable. If you believe you're unfuckwithable, go ahead and share this podcast.